outside of the church who has any kind of influence pointing over to the wacky crumpled up map in the corner and being like this is the map here and so all the people in the church who are also being colored by all of those things i'm not saying don't watch tv don't watch but my point is there's a real worldview that is coming and it's getting much stranger and, and much worse from all of these arenas and so at the end of the day everything you're hearing is telling you to follow that map over there Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy, and sometimes a special guest will join in. Everyone's hollering for attention these days, opinions on everything are invading your space. And sadly, some churches have let the wrong people influence them. Guest John Cooper will talk today with Pastor Daniel and Billy about how you can spot the wrong theology in the world's opinions and how to find truth. Now, here's Pastor Daniel and Billy and special guest John Cooper with this Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. No one actually believes in it. Because what it does is, for instance, it puts you in a situation where if your spouse cheats on you, that's okay. For I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but in other words, nothing is actually wrong. And what if she says, well, you haven't been faithful to me. And you say, well, yes, I have been faithful to you. And like, no, you don't. You're always yelling at me about the dishes or, or whatever it may be. Because all you do is change definitions because postmodernism doesn't even believe in the accuracy of terms. I mean, or math or you know two plus two equals five i don't know if you saw that twitter controversy a couple months ago which is a little bit based on uh, the the book 1984 right but if you're not going to believe in anything then literally nothing matters and no one wants to actually live in a world like that but i think what's happened even in the church this is just my own story i don't know if this is accurate this is my opinion you can tell me (laughs) Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Well, the pastor in the middle is going to, Daniel's going to check he's us out. So he's going to be happy after this. He's going <laughs> to freak out. No, I'm kidding. One of the things I think we haven't done an, a great job of is like when I was growing up, man, I mean, we learned about the Bible, but we didn't always do a great job, in my opinion. But let me just tell you what I am so everybody knows. I'm kind of reformed theologian guy. I'm also reformed charismatic guy, which I know puts me in a whole bunch of different weird things. So I just want to get it out on the table so everybody knows. I've got grace for everybody as long as we're talking about orthodoxy, okay? Um, But what I always found growing up was that it was like cold facts. It was like facts about God rather than like experiencing God. And and I don't mean experiencing that has to be something weird, but I mean, in knowing him and celebrating his attributes and talking to God. You know, remember that great Bible study book, Experiencing God? And that, Black Me. That's it. So in college, when I went through Experiencing God, I was like, this is very different than what I, I've learned all this stuff, but I haven't experienced this stuff. And because of that, I think 
a lot of people in our generation felt that. And they began to do that pendulum over to like, I just, all I want to do is experiencing God. And in my view, that's when some of the charismatic stuff, in my view, kind of got weird. And and when I say got weird, what I mean is went into, it's all about experience. It's all about worshiping God. It's all about feeling his presence. We don't need the doctrines of God. And as soon as you get away from the doctrines of God, you don't teach apologetics and worldview. Now you have a lot of people that are like, no, I think it's okay to have your own version of truth. And you're like, well, then how is God even real? How are you even real? (laughs) They don't know what they believe because they, they don't know the philosophies, you know, so they don't even know what they actually believe. And that just leaves you in in a a complete no man's land of, of chaos, you know? Yeah, and I think what you're talking about, this idea like of, of worldviews, is that what goes on uh, – Martin Luther said it this way, uh, the great reformer, that you know sometimes people can be like a drunk man. You either fall off one side of the horse or the other side. And, and if you look at the development of worldview, you know, it's always uh, – this is what we got wrong on the last thing. And so then you overcompensate on the other side. So like, like you're saying, like within, you know, within culture, you have modernism, which was the scientific revolution. We can make a map of everything, an objective map of everything. And then some uh, along the way, they realize actually there's no such thing as an objective map maker. And so the, the map maker has bias. And so then you have postmodernism that says the problem with the map that you're making is that you have uh, a bias and you're going to write that into your map. And so now that thing has taken its old trajectory. And what we're talking about now with relativism is that nobody can agree on what anything means anymore because every map maker is biased. And so if you don't want to wear a mask, you have your, your, your experts on that. If you do, you have your experts on that. And on every issue, you can find your own expert to affirm your position. And really, I think what we're talking about here is the beauties of following Jesus and not just Jesus, like the cultural icon, but the Jesus of the Bible. Now all of a sudden we realize that the creator and the sustainer of all things who created and sustains every single human being is saying, look, you have your own biases and there is a map of the world, but actually I'm the one who gets to define what those boundaries are. You know, and a lot of people struggle with Jesus simply because Jesus says, actually, you don't get to define everything the way you want to. Let me define it for you. And if you trust me, your life will be flourishing. Your life, you know, the fruit will be born. That's the, the, the picture that Jesus uses. And in contemporary culture, I think one of the reasons our culture is so anxiety ridden, there's so much conflict, there's so much emotions. And you talk about this in your book is simply the fact that once you have no no guardrails or framework with which to function. It's incredibly scary now. That's really, that's, that is, is beautiful. And everything you just said, yes, because we're talking about like God's framework, I think is the word you use design, you know, a lot of people using theology. Absolutely. And even now in Christianity, people who say that Jesus is their Lord, when they are confronted with the design of God, they also rebel against that. Well, and you have, you, know, you go back to that map discussion, right? All the different maps everybody's following. You also have the media in Hollywood and universities and everybody outside of the church who has any kind of influence pointing over to the wacky crumpled up map in the corner and being like, this is the map here. And so all the people in the church who are also being colored by all of those things. I'm not saying don't watch TV, don't watch, but my point is there's a real worldview that is coming and it's getting much stranger and and much worse from all of these arenas. And so at the end of the day, 
everything you're hearing is telling you to follow that map over there. And so I personally, I think that's also impacting the church because we haven't set up enough safeguards to realize that, oh my gosh, this stuff is not okay, that they're telling us is okay, right? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. And I think because, um, yes to all of that. And one of the things I talk about in the book is again, because we we don't trust in the, the uh, perfect word of God in the Bible, that um, we just take bits and pieces of it that, that, you know, sound good. I mean, honestly, love is a great one. We don't really understand the word love. And so that I talk about in, in the Bible, but all that we know is that God is love. And so, you know, I, I've got a chapter in the book, actually, that I, I, borrowed, a, I borrowed a title from um, Tozer. I'm a very big A.W. Tozer fan, which is that God is love, but that doesn't mean that love is God. And so I talk about that in, we think we can find truth just by loving. And that is in the, the pagan sense of our culture. They believe they are good because they love. They believe they have salvation because they love. And in fact, they think that Jesus doesn't love very well. <laughs> and so then you get a Christian person who is trying to split the baby. He's like, oh no, Jesus loves really, really well. But you guys also do love better than what the Bible says. So therefore I love Jesus, but I define his love by the world's terms. And you're just, it blows your mind. And so I think it's a little bit of a, an unapologetic way to go back and say, just as Daniel's, you, as you just said, let's let God define everything. Let's let God define love. Let's let God define how the world will make us thrive or even how you started. God will teach us how to be happy. Because as we all know, when we read Ecclesiastes, Solomon wasn't very happy when he had it. He had all the women, all the sex, all the money, all the everything. And in the end, he's just like, this is more nothing than nothingness. This is absolute nothingness. But he found fulfillment in saying this is everything comes to this. Fear God and keep his commandments. And then you're going to thrive. And that's kind of how you, a little bit how you started the podcast, which I actually talk about in the book. And I kind of end with that. If God commands it and he designs it, when you fit into it, oh, it's just going to be like so fulfilling. (laughs) And I love so much. And for all of you who are listening, I know everyone's on a different step of their faith journey, but I want you to remember, like for John, he's leading a Christian band, one of the most famous Christian bands, right? And in the midst of it all, he realizes he needs to kind of go back to the woodshed with his Bible. He he needs to take, he needs to raise the spiritual temperature. He needs to to take us to the next place. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, when we're talking about worldview and, and the culture in which we live in invading the church, I always tell people as a pastor, I get to pastor this great church in Vancouver, Washington, just north of Portland, Oregon called Crossroads. And I'm like, in 90 minutes on a Sunday, I can't counteract the other 166 and a half hours of your life. Mm. It's like if all you do is eat one, get one good meal from church and one great time of worship, like, you know, worship, reverent worship and, and encountering worship, you know, and, and the Bible gets open and it gets unpacked it, with, with clarity. That mm. can't counteract, you know, really, you know, 24 hours a day of the, the worldview of our culture. And so yeah. I always like to remind people that each one of us is responsible to have our own relationship with Jesus. And Jesus, he's such a gentleman and he's so kind that he'll like, if you want 24 hours of a day with Jesus, he's like, bro, I'm in, you know? And if you're like, bro, 
I don't really want to spend time with you today. If you show up tomorrow, he'll be like, I missed you yesterday. And so like, so for each one of us who are listening, what does it look like for you to, to do what John did where it's like, man, this is where I am, but now I need to do a deep dive in some stuff because I think now in this cultural moment, because obviously things, you know, John's been talking about how like maybe around 2010 or so he started seeing, you know, Christian artists falling away, you know, people's faith being deconstructed. You have the culture becoming more divisive and more aggressive and also being much more sensitive than maybe it's ever been. You have all these things going on. If there was ever a time that the people of God need to be fortified in the things of God and in the word of God and the truth of the scripture in order to truly be impactful, it's right now. And I think, John, that's why you wrote this book, right? Absolutely. That's a, that's a hundred percent right. And I think for me, I, I will say, I mean, I've loved God since I was a kid. I've had my ups and downs like everybody else and never deserved it and all of that. And I got very serious about the word of God in college, but you nailed it when you said, but, but there's always more, right? And then when you get, when I went back, I realized something that really was life-changing that I would, I would just want to encourage people on. I like how you encourage people. It's not about you being a bad person. It's not about that you didn't do it good enough. And that is also my story. When I went back, I realized, wow, even when I was living for Jesus, I didn't respect the word of God like I should. Like I, I knew that word of God was the highest, but I wasn't really realizing uh, the word of God is inseparable from God himself. So it's like, I wonder what the Bible says about A, B, or C. Ah, and I wonder what this influencer thinks about A, B, or C, or what this politician thinks about A, B, or C. They're not all on the same level. So if you're taking them all in and you're like, well, I weigh the Bible versus a politician versus an influencer versus John from Skillet, that's the wrong way to do it. (laughs) That is the wrong way to do it. And I realized that I had done a lot of things like that in my life instead of going, the word of God is going to fix everything. It'll fix all the problems. And it's, it's just a really wonderful thing. So I like how you encourage people to do that. Well, you know, it's like, and as you're talking about this, you're talking about what in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 11, where it says that the Bereans were more sober-minded or fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they searched the scriptures diligently to see if these things were so. And really what John's encouraging us, and it's something we all need to hear, is that we need to, like I like to say, we need to keep the Bible in our right hand of strength, you know? And it's like, because what we have a tendency to do is we put an influencer, even a Christian influencer in the right hand, or if you take our culture and you put in your right hand and you relegate the Bible to the left hand, which in the Bible, the right hand is the position of strength. If you're left-handed, <laughs> what, is, what are you saying exactly? What yeah, are you yeah. saying? So if you're left-handed, God loves you and so do we. But you know, the right hand is biblically meant to because most stereotypically most people are right-handed, you know. And so we want to keep the Bible in the right hand of strength. And when an influencer says something, you know, you ask yourself, okay, that's what they just said, but what does the word of God say? Well, that's been a major problem too, because you've got a lot of people coming out and saying things. They've had changes of heart on different issues, they're coming forward, and it's having a real influence. On people, And when somebody falls or makes a mistake, you can very easily lose your faith when your faith was in that person and not in the faith itself, right? And that that's a huge, I mean, that is a huge problem. And we keep seeing both of those things happen again and again. And it's part of that cultural sway where you have to say, no, I'm not going to be swayed by that. I'm going to be swayed by truth. I'm going to stick with the truth. And that's why, John, I have to tell you, like, it's bold that you are speaking up on these things because I know a lot of people 
who I have interviewed or I've tried to interview. And you get a list of things that people will not speak about before you do the interview. And I understand why I'm not faulting them, but there is a point where you do have to say, and you're keeping it gospel centered, right? That you have to address truth and you have to speak about it or else you're kind of just, you know, I feel like you're almost not using this platform you've been given to. And really the whole purpose of the platform is to advance truth. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's what happened with me was how can I do that? And I wasn't really into like social media before that. I mean, I did it for my job, but it wasn't like something I utilized. But the feeling that I had when I was praying was, you know, I've got the platform. The only things that in terms of somebody like me, that's more of an influencer. I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm a celebrity. I, I'm not really a celebrity, but if that you are, be, no, you are. It's just awkward to say, but you are. Yeah. And all that you ever hear from the Christian celebrity is the super bad stuff. Do you, do you know what I mean? The only thing you hear from Christian celebrity is when they, I, I don't want to shock anybody, but when they, they fall from grace, let's just say it in a nice way, or they apostatize or they're like, Jesus is still cool. I just don't think the Bible is necessarily true. They say these crazy things. And I was like, man, where are the people that are kind of like, the more I read my Bible, the more I find out it's absolutely true. The more I build my life on the Bible, instead of trusting my feelings, I find out that I'm in a much better position. Where are those people? And if I don't do that, am I really using the platform properly? Am I using it to the best of my ability? So that's kind of why I decided to do that. And, and the book is extremely evangelistic. And it does go through some things that will be wildly unpopular, (laughs) (laughs) wildly unpopular. But even for the Christian, I say, even once you're saved, you still cannot trust your feelings. You're right. You know, a hundred percent. Like, well, God wouldn't, God wouldn't make me feel this if, if, if it wasn't true. I'm like, no, no. But, but that goes, the book takes you through original sin. And I think it's those kinds of great, you know, Calvin or Augustine or whoever, those great, like, it just, it gives you an understanding of how exactly depraved you actually were before Christ came and how far you have to go. And I have to go. And even when you make good decisions, you might be not making them for the right reason, which also puts you (laughs) in a bad place with God. So going through those things, I hope that it will encourage the Christian to really build on the, on the word. And so the, the book starts with Jesus's words about building your house on the sand uh, versus the rock. So that's the first chapter. The first chapter is called Built on Rock. I thought that made good sense. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, listen, I want to encourage all of you to make sure you go out and pick up a copy of Awaken Alive to Truth, Finding Truth in a Relativistic World by John Cooper. Now, John, before we close on out, if people want to connect with you, where can people find you online? Okay, uh, maybe I'll first start with this. At the moment, I'm hoping it's up on Amazon, but I'm not perfectly sure. So let me tell you the best place to get it would be johnlcooper.com. That is my own website, and you can find all my podcasts on there. johnlcooper.com slash awake if you want to go straight to the book. Instagram, John L. Cooper. And my podcast is called Cooper Stuff, Cooper Stuff Podcast. And I, I, I cover worldview and I cover 
postmodernism, critical race theory, thing, things maybe that are happening in the world that you, if you don't quite understand them, I try to cover them in a modern context. And I always try to go back to what I would call just biblical orthodoxy, because you know what? <laughs> All of us keeping it orthodox, we're the new punk rockers. See, like, <laughs> the best way you can be a rebel in Christianity today is be like, whatever we pretty much thought for 200 years, that's what I think. We are the true rebels right now. Anyway, but you can check out Cooper stuff on iTunes or, or uh, my Facebook page, John L. Cooper stuff, or anywhere, YouTube, John L. Cooper, or maybe it's Cooper stuff on YouTube. Try Cooper stuff. <laughs> I should know this. I told you I'm not good at social media, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> Cooper stuff on YouTube. So and, no, I, and everyone's going to want to know, wh- what is the uh, middle name? What's the L for? Oh, my middle name is Landrum. Oh, I knew Landrum. it. I knew it was going to be a cool middle name. I just had this feeling. <laughs> it, it wasn't going to be Larry. Like, it's Larry, like, not that Larry's a bad name, but it's like well, Landrum. Larry, funny enough. But yeah, um, Landrum is quite unusual. I, but I put the L in there because John Cooper is such an ordinary name. And sometimes if you look up John Cooper, you find like a football coach. Or, or what have you. So good. It. Well, for everyone out there, listen, it has been great to have John Cooper with us, John L. Cooper stuff with oh. us. Also, as always, Billy Hallowell with us. And so listen, just a quick reminder from what we talked about. Listen, God, there's more for each one of us in our relationship with the Lord. And listen, we all want to experience God, right? But we don't want to just let our experience drive our theology, we have our experiences mm-hmm. and then we check our experiences against the scriptures. And I love what John said at the end, that when we keep to, you know, good old fashioned, good old time Christianity, what the church has believed for 2000 years before we got here right now, it's the original punk rockers. And so, <laughs> so we want to be those folks who are just changing culture, setting the stage. And so no doubt John's book is going to be a, an important part of that. And so let's all make sure we step out. And with the platform that God has given us, whether it's like John rocking the bass and singing, you know, in stadiums or like, you know, whatever your context is, if, you, if you're a parent, if, you know, if you're in school right now, there's a, a sphere of influence that God has given granted to you and God wants you to inject that truth and that that loving orthodoxy into the relationships that you have so thanks for joining us on the crazy happy podcast we're going to continue to understand what God's unique plan for our happiness is it's found in unexpected places God bless you guys we'll see you real soon Jesus is It's time to get back to the basics of Christianity. Pastor Daniel and Billy talked with Skillet's lead singer, John Cooper, about how simple the gospel message is and how the world has twisted it in today's church. There's so much influencing you right now. You can't let other people sway you. Get back to the basics of faith. Read the Bible for yourself. Learn all you can about Jesus and experience him through the truth of Scripture and then let him influence your life. Thanks for joining Pastor Daniel Fusco for the Crazy Happy Podcast. Each week, Pastor Daniel is joined by journalist and author Billy Hallowell to discuss relevant topics, interview guests, and share the hope of the gospel message. If you'd like more information about this podcast, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Be sure to subscribe so you're notified each time we post a new edition. 
Now, here's Josh to let you know what you'll hear next week. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel and Billy will talk about the crazy happy book. Pastor Daniel will unpack why he wrote the book and what kind of impact it's already having in people's lives, both Christians and non-Christians alike. You'll share what Jesus has to say about being happy and how you can really take hold of this same concept. Well, that's all the time we have for this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today. And be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.